matter what anybody tells you, words and ideas can change the world. Okay, terrific. Language and writing were made available. He'll teach you everything. I'm writing this down. This is good stuff. I'm John, and this is John Helps You Write Better. And today, okay, look, today we're going to kind of stare off into space a little bit and have somewhat of an abstract discussion. Now, this all started when I was rowing. I love rowing. It's it's become, over the last couple of weeks, one of the best things I do, not just because it's a really enjoyable workout, but because there is something deeply meditative to the just consistency of rhythm, the way you move, the way you bend, the the sound of the machine, the the general, like, movement of your body and your breath over and over and over for 7,000 meters really gets you into a headspace where after a while you're not really thinking about what to do with your hands or how to move your legs. You're just kind of naturally swaying along making this machine do its thing. And in that time and in that space, you, your brain shuts off. At least mine does. I don't, I don't know about other rowers, but I know mine shuts off. And things truly quiet down and the anxieties of everything and the worry and the frustration about stuff just kind of goes away over there by the coat rack where I hang my coat at the gym. It's, it's just over there out of sight. And it's just me moving and it's just me unspooling not only my body and muscles, but also my thoughts. And I found myself rowing this week, just wondering not so much about what I had to do this week and what needed to happen and when it was this and when it was that. But I found myself thinking about similarities because rowing possesses a lot of similar mechanics to different parts of a, of a CrossFit or a high intensity workout or yoga or Pilates because you're stretching this and you're bending this and you're repeating this motion and you're moving your body weight and all that stuff. And this idea of like a unified theory for things always appeals to people who want to understand or make connections with stuff. I've always been somebody interested in seeing connections and, and connecting dots and finding similarities, mainly as a way to reassure myself that the things I've connected aren't disparate or that I'm sort of organized or focused in a particular way because if things are connected, they must have a relationship and it's all sort of breadcrumbs on a trail to get me from point A to point B. And so this started me thinking about the connections creatively. Not that rowing has a lot of connections with creativity other than you show up consistently and you make some effort and sometimes it's very tiring. But I believe there's sort of this unified theory in creativity so that if we're talking about, you know, writing or acting or taking photos or sex work or painting or something like that, it's all the same. It all shares these different ways of seeing things. And if you can understand one, you can kind of understand the other. Not so much the techniques, of course. The techniques, the, the jargon, the tools are specific and they require 
training to some degree and they require understanding to some degree. But there's still a universality that weaves its way through all these different parts. And I think that universality comes from a degree of vulnerability and a degree of really sitting there and feeling your feelings and understanding not just the the hows of a thing you're going to do. I'm going to put my fingers on keys. I'm going to move these muscles. I'm going to move these tendons, etc. But more the underlying why of things. Why is my character doing this? Why should I describe it this way? Why should I start the scene here? Why is the plot this versus that? And it's not trying to get you to find the best. It's not like, here's a here's a haystack, find the needle. It, it's more about seeing how you can draw on all these different creative elements and play around with them and poke them with a stick. And, you know, so that you, you end up in situations where you're, you're tapping into these different kinds of creativity and these different kinds of expressions because all this stuff, dance, music, sex work, writing, poetry, photography, all cooking, all these creative outlets that allow you to express yourself are just different facets and frames to reveal yourself to someone else. Whether we're talking, you know, mentally, physically, emotionally, socially, or whatever, it's it's a way of, of revealing yourself. And I think and from a writing perspective, you can take these other arts, these other creative pursuits, and apply them in some way to your writing, your, your exposition, you know, the setting up of, st- of scenes and the framing of actions and the way you're describing stuff, that's painting. You're painting a visual. You're painting in bold brushstrokes. You're talking about shapes and geometries and color and light and texture and proximity and closeness. In, in your action, all your action scenes, whether it's a fist fight or a sword fight or talking or driving or just somebody moving across a room, interacting with somebody else, that's dance. How bodies move and how, how we, we think about operation and focus and function and form. We, we can understand those movements because we try to put ourselves into those movements. When you're writing you know, when, when you're crafting those action scenes, be each character. Stand up, walk away from the desk for a minute, move your body, visualize it. How does that arm move? Where would this person kick? How would this person kick? Why does this person need to move their body this way? I'm not saying you need to like throw yourself down a flight of stairs to understand how a character falls down. I mean, you could just I don't know, throw a pillow down there and and see what you get. But there's still this enormous capacity for imagination that you can interpret through movement and you can shape and frame the action scene. Even if it's just cars weaving in and out of traffic, it's still somebody behind the wheel, their shoulders hunched, their hands gripping the wheel, their legs tense, their jaw tight. Loads of different ways to shape and move and think about bodies. Even when the action scene has to do more with bullets firing and flying through the air, there's still movement, there's still motivation, there's still expression there. And when we get to talking and we're talking about expression, all dialogue is sex work. 
all dialogue is seductive expression and revelation. It's a matter of, you know, somebody screaming, I'll fucking kill you versus someone trying to tell each other that they, they love one another or that this food is really good or they're telling a joke or, you know, the little kid is, is, is asking his mom for an ice cream cone. There's some level of want being expressed, some desire, some emotion bottled up now released, whether that's frustration or pleasure or want or interest or anger or pain or suffering. There's, there's an emotion there that finally, like an uncoiled spring, gets to release all its energy. Dialogue can be like sex work that way. And when we move into just characters, even outside of, of the the dance of an action scene, we get into characters and that's acting and motivation. That's understanding. Okay. I'm standing here. I'm feeling this. Here's this moment. Here's the emotion I'm trying to express. So how would I, if I were this person emote this, do I cry? Do I move left? Do I move right? Do I sit in this chair? Do I stand up? Do I look out the window? Does that mean I need to write the window? Does that mean I need to make the room cold or warm? Should I stop the character, stop them short, have them move their hands? You're not, you don't have to document every um and uh and, and pause and every little gesture, but picking and choosing what the camera sees, what the sentences are, what the things you paint can help the reader feel like they're in the room surrounded by this, that we're not just watching from seven rows back in the theater or that we're watching, you know, across the street as the car is the thing is filmed what were there in the room with these characters watching invisible, protected, transparent as these characters reveal themselves through what they do and how they do it. And, you know, lastly, that plot, that, that story, that complexity you're giving and building everything, there's music to it. There's lyricality to it. There's rhythm and timing and a beat that moves us along as we start talking about why we need to save the three kingdoms from the cursed demon object or why this character has to, you know, fight Apollo Creed or why that character has to win the race or, or get the date or go to prom or solve the crime or whatever. There's, there's music in that. There's momentum. There's meter. There's notes. There's, you know, tempo and carrying on. And sometimes it rises to a crescendo and sometimes it falls to near silence and despair. And really, this abstraction, I know we're way out on some hippy-dippy crazy limb for some of you. I know. But how we get here and how we synthesize this information is how we show up for ourselves, how we can be present for ourselves. Okay, I'm going to sit here. I'm going to take a couple deep breaths, and I'm going to write But not just knowing the intellectual exercise of imagination. Today is the scene where this happens and then this happens. And then, you know, like you're just sort of imagining it static in your brain. Embody it. Feel it. Okay, I'm this character and this is what's going on with me. And, and here I am in this scene and I feel this feeling, so I say what words? When I look at a cross and there's this castle I've never seen before high on a hill, how do I feel? I'm in the castle. I look down at this guy who's just approaching, and he looks awestruck. I'm in a castle. Who, wh why do I give a shit? What's the castle feel like when I touch it as I go look out upon the parapet at that dude who just arrived? How do things move? What, what, what textures, what air, what temperature, what, what impact do, do the mundane things I take for granted have on me in those moments where I'm, I'm suddenly aware of, oh, shit, I need to clean this room because my 
romance rom-com is, is kind of sluggish and I'm trying to display my character. Find those ways that you can allow yourself to embody some element of your writing, even if it's just the description, even if it's just those background characters in the crowded elevator of the office legal drama you're writing. Find some way to put yourself into all these positions and challenge yourself to reveal something of yourself. Okay, I here's a, here's a John thing. I tend to get very, very nervous in very crowded spaces when I'm not entirely sure I know what I'm doing or where I'm going. Like if, if you send me somewhere, I'm going to kind of freak out. Uh, new places are are tough. They require a little bit of mental gymnastics and reassurance. So when I, when I, I want to write that feeling, I can put words to it. I can describe it. I can I can not just tell you, oh, John is nervous when he goes to new places, but I can talk about it in terms of a a, a creeping sense, a, a, like a wave that's slowly with an undercurrent pulling me deeper into the ocean and I lose my footing because it makes me think about the beach and sandbars and high tide. It makes me feel about the the crush of people going up the stairs coming out of the train station in New York City where you're just sort of compressed and pushed along and all you can smell is sweat and aftershave and musty clothes as you emerge out into this big giant city that suddenly seems very loud very quickly. These feelings aren't just a matter of finding the words. These feelings aren't just a function of, oh, I can be very descriptive and I can picture everything in my head. That's part of it. Absolutely, that's part of it. But you're in every word you write, whether you mean to or not, or the absence of you is available in every word you write. So my challenge to you is to show up and not just try and intellectualize things and not just try to approach things at an arm's distance, but to be there on the page to be that character in that moment and write the scene as you would feel it, to write that description as though you're the one seeing it for the first time, to, to craft this scene so that I feel like I, the person who's never seen any of this before, am here for the first time. Show up. Find that universality in everything. Really push for it. Take your time. This is not a, a rush, hasty kind of exercise. This is kind of abstract, kind of philosophical, but I think it leads to better, longer sustained bouts of creativity. But it requires real courage. And it's a challenge. Give that some thought. I'll talk to you tomorrow.